Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. Still standing, please stand together with me to Romans 14, 17. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God and heart, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. NLT reads thus, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. KGB says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. On assignment this morning, joy in the Holy Spirit. Our Father and our God, we lift our hearts once again and our voices to thank you for the very, very precious gift of life and the gift of seeing this day, the very last Sunday of the month of November in the year of our God, 2022. I beseech you yet again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, place upon the lips and the tongues of clay of your seven sons, and this hour I will come to these, your precious sheep, bought by your blood, with us thus saith the Lord. Move every man, boy, girl, in this room, and the multitudes across the nations, from where we are, to where you've reserved for us, called destiny with us always, to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big Amen. Amen and amen whilst you're seated in a joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Saying very clearly from our text, three things that are closely associated with the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God are righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness peace, and joy. These three things, as a matter of fact, reflect and display the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And you might want to say that this is the three legs that the kingdom of God stands upon, a tripod of salt. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is only by the agency, by the vehicle of the Holy Ghost, and by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we, as a matter of fact, become saved, born again, washed by the blood, and we are made to be righteous in the eyes of our God. Say it again. It is by the agency of the Holy Spirit, by and through the blood of Jesus Christ, that we who once were unbelievers, not born again, become born again, become cleansed by the blood, and we are made to be righteous in the eyes of the Lord. Righteousness is not something you inherit or you earn. Righteousness is something that is credited to your account. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, in Christus, the anointed and is anointed, all things have become new. It's a unique creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new and all things have become of Christ. Verse 21 says that when we become born again, what happens? That we are made, made, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All right. is what we become as a result of being a born again child of God. So you don't work your way to become righteous. You don't earn it. It is Credited to your account. It's a miracle. 
and it is done by the agency and the vehicle of the Holy Spirit and of course by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is because we become righteous on account of our new birth experience we can stand before God without a sense of guilt nor condemnation. It is your righteousness step. In fact, somebody said righteousness simply is defined as, as having right before God as though you never sinned before that. Number two, it is by the agency of the Holy Spirit that we uh, receive the peace of God, the shalom of God. It's by the Holy Spirit. And it's such a peace that is called the peace of God that passes all understanding. There is a peace of God that passes all understanding. There is a, greet, there is a Jewish greeting or blessing called shalom. What that means simply is peace. Not the peace we know to be peace, but the peace that only God can give. That word, Hebrew shalom, means nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, nothing is wanted. What a name, what a name, what a, what a blessing. Shalom. When that is proclaimed by a priest, uh, a rabbi, simply means there's a pronouncement of the peace of God that passes all understanding. And this morning, I take the liberty as your pastor to pronounce over you shalom. Your amen needs to be revised. Let me attempt again as your pastor. This morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, I proclaim over you shalom. That means over your life, from now to the end of the year and beyond, nothing shall be missing. Your amen needs to be revised. Nothing shall be lacking. Nothing shall be wanted. Nothing shall be broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Saints, you don't know how God brings about salvation in moments like this in services when a prophetic word is released. You see, prophecy is a weapon. The Bible declares, don't you despise prophesying. No, because prophecy is one of the ways that God moves his saints from one level to the next level of glory. So please, when a word comes from the heart of your pastor that is sincere, is genuine, wrap your faith around it and believe God for it. Let me proclaim once again over you the shalom of Almighty God. Nothing is missing over you. Nothing is broken concerning you. Nothing is lacking concerning you. There will be nothing wanting in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Saints, there is a peace of a heavenly brand. Is the God kind of peace. John 14, 27, the words of Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace. My peace. My brand of peace. My quality of peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Saints, there is a heavenly brand of peace. There is a God kind of peace. I tell you, this kind of peace is amazing. It's beyond comprehension. It's beyond description. It's beyond imagination. Listen, it's the kind of peace where Jesus was at the hinder part of the boat in Mark 4. He told the disciples, get into the boat. Let's go to the other side. And he's gone to the boat. The Bible says, there was a great storm that occurred in betwixt their journey. In the midst and in betwixt their journey, a great storm arose. Hiya. The Bible declares, as a matter of fact, by the reason of the great storm, listen, listen to this. It says, and the boat became filled with water. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Now, now, miracle number one. You are in a boat with Jesus. Miracle number two, the storm came and water came. Water did not only come, but water came to fill your boat. Normally, for any boat that has water that fills the boat, that boat ought to sink. Hello, somebody. The disciples said, Master, don't you care that we perish? Before that, when the disciples were losing their hair, losing their mind, the Bible tells us that Jesus was at the hinder part of the boat and he was sleeping on his pillow. Now, the peace that God gives, oh yeah, the peace of a heavenly brand, listen carefully, 
is not the absence of tests and trouble and challenges. As a matter of fact, the peace of a heavenly kind is the one, the Bible says, it passes all on this and it means that even in the middle of tests, battles, and challenges, you can enjoy the rest of God. Saints, there is such a thing called peace in the middle of your storm. I pray concerning you, just like Jesus prayed concerning Simon Peter. Said, "Hey, I perceive, I know Satan is about to sit as a week. I'm not praying that you not be tested, but what I pray is that your faith will not fail you. I pray for you, as I pray for myself, that no matter what kind of test and trouble you may find yourself in between and in betwixt, that your faith will not fail you." As a matter of fact, in the middle of the storms of life, may you enjoy and experience the peace of a heavenly kind. If ever you find yourself in the lion's den, like Daniel did, may you enjoy the shalom of a heavenly kind. If ever you find yourself in a fiery furnace heated by Nebuchadnezzar seven times hotter than usual, like the four Hebrew boys, three Hebrew boys, may you find peace of a heavenly kind. I proclaim again, shalom. In the midst of your test, in the midst of your trials, when it looks like you can't rub two pennies, may you enjoy the absolute rest of a heavenly kind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. The peace of God comes by the agency of the Holy Spirit. There are three types of peace the Bible speaks about. Number one, the peace with God. For every man who is not born again, you don't have peace. You don't have peace. Bible declares there is no peace for the sinner. No, there's no peace for the sinner. Uh, and if you're under the sound of my voice, online, on site, you're not born again, brother. What you think is peace is not peace. Peace can only come by the agency of the Holy Ghost when a man turns his heart. And it's life to Jesus. So when you're born again, you receive what is called peace with God. You are no longer at animosity with God. Because you've repented. You've received his righteousness. Number two kind of peace is peace in God. What does that mean? When a believer dies in Christ, he finds peace in God. He seizes from the labor on this side of eternity and enters into the rest of his labor. Peace in God. That's why you see R.I.P. Rest in peace. <laughs> the third kind of peace, which is really what I, I, I want to emphasize, is not just peace with God, very important, not just peace in God, listen carefully, but peace of God. What is that? That is a revelation and understanding of what Christ has done for us in redemption. And by it, we can walk in shalom whilst we're yet here in our physical body. Enjoying peace. Not just the peace we enjoyed when we said yes to the Lord. Because you can be born again and be troubled. There are quite a number of troubled saints. Troubled with depression, fear and anxiety. But they're born again. They have supposedly peace with God. They're God's children. But they don't know how to experience the peace of God. And I believe today that by revelation knowledge you know that that peace belongs to you as a child of God. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Whatever has been troubling you, whatever has been irritating, agitating your mind, whatever it is, whatever concern, whatever cares, today I want to tell you to cast all your cares upon God and receive peace of God peace with God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ somebody shout a big amen. amen now also joy is also an agency of the spirit the Holy Spirit is the one that can communicate the joy of the Lord in the life of any believer I want to dwell a bit on this because joy is very very important and sometimes we don't quite understand the weight and the import of the force of joy when you understand the force of joy you will live your life very very supernaturally Number one point I'll make, joy is not the same thing as happiness. 
As the word happiness indicates happiness, happiness, happiness is brought about based on apparently good happenings around you. Let me put it this way. When there are favorable happenings around the life of a man, he or she is said to be happy. I'm happy because I have a car, I have a wonderful wife, I have children, I'm a preacher, I'm anointed, you know, a breakthrough, promotion, lifting, you know. These things bring about happiness. Whilst happiness is good, the only thing is that happiness is temperamental, it's crazy. It changes with the weather. Oh yeah, it can be hot today and cold right tomorrow morning. Something can make you happy and something can make you sad. The same woman or man or boy or girl that the devil or God used to make you happy. Oh, am I talking to somebody? So, yeah, come on about. So, we don't live our life based on happiness. Ah, yeah. Based on happenings. No. As children of God, as men of faith, as women of faith, we must graduate to live our life beyond happiness, to live our lives in the realm of joy. Because joy cannot be changed or altered. Why? Joy is a force of the spirit. And joy is a fruit of the spirit. Let me say it again. Joy is a force of the spirit. But joy is also a fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. So, conditions around me don't tamper with my joy. Ah, that's why I can be going through a difficult moment and still maintain my job. That's why, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But you can see sometimes in church like this, somebody who does not have as much as you have. Yeah. They don't have the trappings you have, the house, the car, all of that stuff. But somehow, their face glues all the time. Am I talking? They walk to church. They trip two miles to get to church, but they're always smiling, you know, that's joy. Oh, come on, I'm up. There's a radiance that comes from within you if you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost that comes forth that men know, I am joyful. What makes you joyful is not what happened to you. What makes you joyful is who you become in Christ. I am joyful because I'm no longer hell bound. I'm joyful because I have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. I am joyful because I have been translated into the kingdom of his death. I am joyful because I'm heaven bound. I am joyful that I know that God is with me. I am joyful. He said to me, he will never leave me nor forsake. I am joyful because I know as I walk with God, I will end well in the journey of life. Somebody said, I am joyful. Don't let things around you regulate your happiness. Joy. Joy. Imam 8 10 says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is a key to strength. And strength is a key to victory. Bible declares, If you faint in the day of adversity, it is proof positive that your strength is little. Proverbs 24 10. So if you faint, is because your strength is small. Why is the strength small? One of the reasons is because your joy is small. When your joy level rises, ayah, ayah, your strength rises. When your strength rises, guess what? You have what it takes to overcome the various tests of life. Shout a big amen. Joy is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit as listed in Galatians 5. 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It is joy, my God. It is peace. It is long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. They're called fruits of the Spirit. Beloved, when you see a fruit on a tree, on any tree, it's indicative that the tree has come to a place of maturity. I have some plants in my house, planted, I'm not sure when, whether this year or last year, and I've just been waiting. Won't you ever produce fruit? I check, you see, Avocado pear, it takes forever to bear fruit. But the day I will see fruit on the tree is a proof it's come to maturity. Hello, somebody. 
Likewise, as a child of God, there are nine fruits of the Spirit. Number one, they are of the Holy Ghost. But also, they become of your human spirit. When your human spirit is allowed to grow in maturity. So, I don't know that you are mature because you are being used by God. Listen carefully. To operate the gifts of the spirit. Working miracles, healings, prophesying, or prophesying. <laughs> Whatever it is, nine gifts. Yeah, uh, the nine gifts. So you can be used by God just like the donkey to prophesy and still not be a mature believer. Are you here? Oh, come on, church. We're, we're working on growing our church to be mature. So, whilst we believe the gift, we receive them, they're not indication of spiritual maturity necessarily. All right. What indicates maturity? The fruit of the Spirit. Ayah. Love. Long suffering or tolerance or patience. Faith. Goodness. Joy. Peace. So these are fruits of the Spirit. And likewise, as we grow in the Lord, please listen carefully. As we grow in the Lord, listen carefully. As we mature in the Lord, we begin to experience levels of joy in the most of seeming difficult circumstances around us. Mm. So that people around us will not understand why you're joyful in a bad situation. Oh, man. And the truth is that when they see you and I joyful, when the situation is ugly or not good or pleasant, <laughs> it draws their attention because they see automatically what is happening in your life is not natural. Do you think it's normal for somebody to slap you on one cheek and you turn the other side? That's a miracle. It takes more strength to restrain. It's easier to wallop you back. But it takes a lot of spiritual maturity to say, okay, palm, palm. I'm not sure I'm there yet. Maybe one day I get there. Don't try this man of God. I play tennis. I do push up. I can do something with it. Praise God. But someday I'll get there by God's grace. The, po- <laughs> the point I'm saying is it takes more spiritual strength to turn the other cheek. It's easier to curse. It's easier to pay back with the coin somebody paid you in the office. They gossiped concerning you, so you gossip times 10. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Like the Lord, like the master who died for us. Hey, we turn our chicken. We say, I forgive. Do you know Stephen? In Acts 7, Stephen. Oh, He was stoned literally to death. And he prayed one prayer in the last verse of Acts 7. He said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they do. Who can do that? That's spirit. That's joy. That's the fruit of the Spirit. And God is saying to us, I want a church that will grow and prepare for my coming glory. I don't want a baby church who will walk in miracles only. Look at the church in Corinth. The Bible says in First chapter 1 verse 7, they came behind in no gift. First one seven. Yeah. So that he came, so you came behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord listen, what he was saying the church in Corinth were moving in power in miracles they came behind in no gift, guess what but in that same church a man who carried his, the, the, the stepmother and is going to get down but this was a church where miracles are moving yet a guy who carried his stepmother and said, let's go to get down it was a church Paul began to stipulate based on scripture how to partake of the table of covenant because they'll come hungry, fight it up, give you a rubber, they get drunk. Yet there was miracle in that church. But the church, the Lord, is coming back for at these last days. It's not just a church filled with power only, it will flow with power. A church of character. A church maturing in love. A church walking in the peace of Almighty God. A church walking in the joy of God. That's what I believe God is doing in this house called Roger. 
growing us up in maturity but also in power at the same time shout a big amen. amen glory to god it is by the agency of the spirit that a man can walk in the joy of the lord i taught you days ago about two dimensions of the operation of the holy spirit in the life of a believer one the holy spirit within two the holy spirit upon upon us to do work to serve god and to serve mankind within is to mature you to christ-like maturity bible declares in second Corinthians three seventeen that where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty 18 says behold us an open face in a glass we're being changed from glory to glory as by the word of the lord in other words the holy spirit where he is is guarantees liberty but also by the agency listen carefully of the holy spirit and the word that's the point the holy spirit and the word we are being transformed how from glory to glory to glory so beloved if there's one thing you ought to take out of this year listen thank god for the breakthroughs thank god for the addition thank god for the increase the healings thank god for gbc thank god for all that god is doing in your life but listen what we ought to strive to take out of this year is i have grown in christ i i i look more like him I, I talk more like him. I'm, I'm more tolerant. I'm more patient. I, uh, I, uh, I don't bark as I used to bark. Like, hey, hey, hey. no, no, you're not. You know, what was that? The, the Holy Spirit helped to, to smoothen our rough edges. It's called Christ likeness. And there are many people who are tongue talking, but they are, I'm sorry to say, but they are wicked and mean. I've seen mean Christians, they've gone you down. In the same office, they do worse than other people. You know, so you can be born again and still be a baby with your diapers. But God is saying, I want my children to grow up. Grow up from the nursery and come to the place of maturity. Because I'm about to do something in this day and this age. It's not for children, no, it's for sons. Romans 8, 19 says, Ha the entire world groans in pain, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. I believe sons are on the right from this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell them keep on growing. Until you become all that Christ ordained for you to be. In the name of Jesus. Look at this scripture. 1 John 2 verse 6. He that saith he abides in him. Ought himself. Listen to this now. Ought. That means this what we should attain. Ought himself also so to walk even as he walked ayah, ayah, ayah. so it's not enough to say what christ said it's commendable but we're to graduate to striving to walk in the manner that christ walked the bible says in john 13 35 that we're to love one another it is by this this id this identity, this brand, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. They don't know you're a disciple because you're a worker of miracle. There are many fake workers of miracles. You see, you can fake miracles. You can fake miracles. You can fake breakthroughs. Go to the heavens, they'll tell you to fake it. But one thing you can fake is love. You can't love by your power. It must come from here. So the Bible says it is by loving one another. Shall all men know and see. We are the disciples of Christ. Hallelujah. When this church began many years ago. The Lord began to teach us on love and love and love. And we, we learned what is called a love attack. You know in a positive way. There was that, that desire to compete one with each other. In, in a bid to outdo each other in loving each other. And I want to believe that love is a foundation for revival. Look at the acts of apostles. Until they came together in one place. They shared what they had together. It was then the Holy Ghost came. I believe again. When we the church will fulfill all those ingredients that brought revival in the first century church. Revival will really be here again. We must love. 
love. Love means you're going beyond yourself to somebody else. As we draw near the end of the year, will you look for many ways how to express your love first and foremost to the members of the household of faith. Walk through the church. Make your eyes open. Look around. Somebody needs a shoe to be changed. Some, look around. Look around. Be the Christ they see. Be the hand of Jesus that somebody sees. Be the mouth of Christ that comes for somebody. Hey, touch somebody. Let Christ touch somebody through you. Hallelujah. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Not just my children, but disciples. Those who emulate me. Those who follow me. Those who see me as their example. Disciple. Ah. The house of love. Roger. Ah. Thank God. For the love of God. That is already. Shed abroad our heart by the Holy Ghost. All we cry for is that that love find expression. One for each other. Saints Joy is the spiritual force please listen carefully that turns our tests into testimonies ah yeah let's go deeper joy is the spiritual force that turns our test into testimonies Look at James 1 verse 2, the Amplified Classic. Consider it wholly joyful. Ah, yeah. Wholly joyful. My brethren, whenever you have a breakthrough, is that your Bible? Whenever you have the car, the house, the shoes, as wonderful as these things are, and God does give them to express His love to us, but that's what it says. Consider it wholly joyful. My brethren, whenever you are enveloped, this is a word for somebody, in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. In Yoruba is orishi rishi, different colors, color, color, color. Hmm? The small, the big, the mighty different temptations is telling us what to do to get out of the pit what to do to turn our mess into a message ah yeah what to do to turn our test into a testimony to turn our trial into triumph joy verse 3 says that god is a mysterious god and his instructions to us they are equally mysterious it doesn't make sense for somebody who is in prison apostle paul Writing to the church in Philippi 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. How can a prisoner who ought to be murmuring and complaining be writing to those who are free to be joyful? I thought, would you write to Paul and condole him? You've done well. You are suffering for Christ. Just be joyful. It's okay. Just endure. But he wrote from prison to those who seemingly were free from incarceration. Rejoice in the Lord again. In case you forgot, I say rejoice. It seems that Apostle Paul understood the mystery and the secret and the potency and the power of being a joyful believer. He understood that joy attracts God to a person, to a people, to a place. Something attractive about a praiser. Psalm 22 verse 3 says uh, that when we praise God, that God literally, literally makes a throne on our praise and he inhabits the praise of his people. Your praise enthrones God. Your praise both in season and out of season. And I know this message is pouring over some of you like water over the back of a dock. You, you don't quite relate with it because everything is working well. You have your breakthrough. Your wife came early. Your husband came in. Good for you. Your kids came early. Wonderful. You were promoted on time. Glory to God. But listen, 
there are some people who don't share your wonderful testimony and I'm sent to them this morning to tell them you can turn what seems to be a mess into a message. You can turn what seems to be a crazy test. Your hair is almost falling out. No, no, don't pull out your hair. Listen, it's just a test. It's about to turn to a testimony. If only you can say, God, greet your children. I rejoice. Say like Paul, my Redeemer liveth. I believe my God. I know all of you, not preach all of you tonight, this morning. I know that. But please, archive this message. This year or next, you will need it. You need it. Because life is in seasons. Life is in cycles. I know someone say, oh, I'm a man of faith. No. Faith is not the exemption of test. Faith is the victory in test. Faith conquers what? Test. This is the victory. There can be no victory without battles. That means faith is a warrior. Listen. Put on your boots. Put on your armor. You're born for war. Life is not a warfare. Let me say it again. Life is not warfare. It's a warfare. That's what life is all about. It's not playground. It's a battleground. So if you're not equipped with this mentality, you, you, you're already in a crazy war between darkness and light. And you're playing tente. My God. Pick your Bible up. Learn how to maintain an atmosphere of worship around you. Carry his prayer. Why? Oh boy, you did war. Now war zone. You won't come for prayer meeting to get ammunition for war. You're a Sunday, Sunday Christian. Diaprim, one Sunday, one day every week. <laughs> what is doing you is not, that's not enough. Listen, today's anointing is not enough for tomorrow's battles. Write it down. Call you, write it down. Today's anointing is not enough for tomorrow's battle. So, today, you equip for more weaponry for tomorrow's battles. You think 2020 was a tough year? <laughs> Come and attract you. Nigeria of today. <laughs> I, I beg of you, have a sense of a man who is in the middle of war and then equip yourself for war. This is the victory. That overcomes what? The world. Everything in the world is overcomable. Sickness, overcomable. Poverty, overcomable. Delays, overcomable. You are waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Huh. He hung on the cross. Why? Said, tell Telesta, it is finished. As far as the God's side is concerned, it is finished. It is for you and I to engage our own side to ensure what he did for us is made manifest in our lives. Is somebody here? Somebody here? I pray God open your eyes gradually to make you see in some regards why it is you've received many promises, many prophecies, but have not seen the manifestation. Paul wrote to his son Timothy, first Timothy 1 Timothy 1.8, he says, You wage a good warfare with the prophecies spoken over you. Each prophecy is a weapon of war. Revive to revive. War. The rest of the year shall be the rest of the year. War. War by the blood. The rest of the year shall be the best of the year. Ragagagaga. You know what you're clearing away sorrow. You're clearing away accidents. No, 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 no. Why? The rest of the year shall be the best of the year. For you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Joy. Joy. Look at verse 3 of James 1. Be assured and understand that the trial hmm, and proving of your faith bring out endurance. So there's something trials does. It strengthens you and brings up endurance. And you see what endurance does. And steadfastness and patience. But let this, see this. But let endurance and steadfastness, which is really is, and patience, have full play and do a thorough walk <laughs> so that you may be 
people perfectly and fully developed. Hear this. With no defects, lacking nothing. This is a beautiful scripture. They began with a test. So when you face tests, don't complain. Don't murmur. Do what? Job. Pastor, is it easy? No. We're never told to be easy. But it's doable. Oh, it's doable, sir. It's doable. Your head is banging. You say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Is it easy? It's not easy. <laughs> you feel pain. Like every normal. By his stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, uh, 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 uh. It's by faith. But if you say it long enough and believe it for, for real, that headache will run like the devil runs. Just submit yourself to God. Resist him. Steadfastly. And he'll flee. So they say, when you push yourself to God, the devil runs. He flees. Is it your Bible? It's not easy. You don't, you don't understand. No. God understands. You don't understand my own. Praise God. So, the point is, in the test, God is telling us the recipe, the formula to come out of the pit is joy. <laughs> I don't know. I want this to sink into our hearts today. I think it's a key for the coming season. <laughs> Can I give you Bible? All right. Second Timothy 3 verse 1 says, in the latter days or latter years, please listen carefully. I beg of you, you need what I'm sharing with you now. In the latter years, last days, there will be perilous times. When will there be perilous and duty? Talk to me, sir. Last days, latter days, and if you believe you are in the latter days, that's the answer there. So, what we are facing now in our generation is what? Perilous what? You see, I don't know why the church likes teachings that gives the impression that you put your, your head under the sand and just pretend nothing's happened on top. You know, like the probable uh, ostrich, thank you, sir. Austria would hide his head in the sand. Oh, nothing's happening. No, it's happening. Because if we don't see what is happening, we can't confront. What you don't confront, you will not conquer. So there's no point pretending, oh, it's, 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 it's well. It, it is really well. It is well. But how it will be well is that you must fight for it to be well. Praise God. So we've been told here from scripture that in the latter days there will be perilous times. Now, perilous is the English word. It means difficult. Check your dictionary. It means tough. It means hard. Yeah. Tr troublesome. Yeah. But we're told also in scripture that when we fall into such tests and trials that the, from James 1 to, that the answer is what? Joy! It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Try it out. In your difficulty, you don't feel like it? Put your favorite praise song. Try it out. Oh, oh, Father, I give a thanks. Thank you. I lost one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sing with that praise song. That's your favorite. Huh? After a while, you're just blessing him in your pain. At a point in time, by faith, something will switch. What was pain to you initially will become gain. What was to you a test will turn to be a testimony. Beloved, this is scripture. This is scripture. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. It's a source of strength. In the middle of, of the fierce battles of life. In the middle of tough seasons you go through. Your three-fourth member family, you don't have enough to feed them. And it's easy to complain and murmur. Look inward and say, Lord, I can't understand. But I know you understand. I may not know what tomorrow holds. But I know the God that carries my tomorrow. I know this season is changing for me. I bless you by faith. I judge you faithful. Ah! My God, listen. That is the key. That's why Paul said over and over, Rejoice in the Lord. The key is not rejoicing, sir. The key is where you rejoice. In the Lord. The key is, I am rejoicing, not because I'm in trouble. No, because I am in the Lord. Hello, somebody. Come on, shout a big amen. 
I am preaching myself happy if you are not happy. Praise God. I'm preaching myself joyful too. Praise God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's propose in our heart, beloved, that we will end this year thankful, grateful, joyful. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. It's amazing how as human beings, we tend to miss pausing to celebrate and to appreciate God for the several valuable things He does in our lives. Many of those things we tend to overlook because they are free. Though they are free, they are priceless. Breathe in and breathe out. It's worth a billion dollars and more. Lift your right hand up. Worth a billion dollars and more. Lift your left leg up. Worth a billion dollars and more. Open your eyes and blink two times. Worth a billion dollars and more. Shake your head like this. Worth a billion dollars and more. Feel something around you. Feel, 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 feel. It's worth a billion dollars and more. There are those who cannot feel hot or cold. Sir, they cannot feel hot or cold. Their hand can be in the fire. They, they don't know. They can't respond. It can be in ice. They don't respond. Then we complain. The greatest gift in this life, they are priceless. They cannot be paid for. It's unfortunate with human nature that we tend to value things after we lose them. I've seen people who have lost loved ones say, ah, I wish I had more time. My father is gone. I've oftentimes wished I had more time with him to appreciate him. But can I? No. I've lost loved ones. They're gone. I wished. I wished. So sense tells me the ones that are alive now, let me be more deliberate to value the relationship that we have. Sister, brother, mother, father. Quality relationship. Husband, wife. That wife you complain over? That her food is too salty? There are those who don't have a wife. They have no one to complain about. It's a blessing to have somebody you can even vex for, quote unquote. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. The man is not working, he's lazy. But you have a man at least. You're the one paying bills. You come and be doing Eurosports. Uh, Qatar. World, World Cup. Lazy man. Don't be too hard. You know how to complain. There's a girl in church who wants that lazy man. You're married to. I'm telling you. As you're praying, this guy's lazy. Somebody in church says, oh, Daddy, God, give me the other lazy guy. Let me be married to somebody. I don't mind feeding him. I'm calling him. Let me be married. Let me be MRS. Am I talking to somebody? Lazy man. Somebody's looking for a lazy man. Don't be lazy. Yo. I, don't, I don't pass on lazy songs, by the way. I'll bulala you if you're lazy. Don't be lazy. No. Did you hear Papa say, it's okay to be lazy? No, don't be lazy. It's not only to be lazy. He doesn't walk, will not chop. So I'll tell him, stop playing that DSTV so I'm going to walk. I'm going to drive you back. Praise God, somebody. We must not wait to lose things before we value them. <laughs> you know, ministers are endangered species, pastors. Endangered species. Sometimes it's when they've gone, not that not that they transferred. People value them. Learn to value the important relationships in your life. It's worth more than money. The enriching living. People. People. You can pray with them. You can shake them. You can agree with them. It's worth more than money. So the truth is that as a child of God, you are worth more than people can see. You have righteousness. You have peace. You have joy. Priceless. What else? And all in the Holy Spirit. Powered by the Holy Ghost. Right standing in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Peace in the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, life is precious. I spoke at a service of songs for fine gentlemen. Did you meet him? But his CV and testimonial tells me he was a fine gentleman. Died at 52. No, 54. Sorry, 54. And I, as I sat in the midst of all of the testimonials, what was said, how was said, what was said, the title of my sermon, by the way, was <laughs> The Vapor of Life. The Vapor of Life. From James. Vapor. Life is a vapor. Whilst we agree, 54, a short life. Yeah? Don't be in a hurry to say, call it short. 120 is short. Please, I'm talking to you. 120 is short compared to eternity 10 years 120 1000 is short the point is life here on earth is short and it's giving you an eye to fulfill purpose and destiny hmm. listen Ecclesiastes the preacher in chapter 12 I paraphrase last verse says the whole duty of a man is this I'm paraphrasing now, is to love God and to obey God. The whole duty of a man to love God and obey God. Beloved, don't waste your life. Serve God as though today is the last. It's not the last. We'll live long. Long. But even the long of 20 years is short compared to eternity. But the point is, can we strive to make every day count? You're in a church like this that presents to you opportunities to serve God with your time, with your treasure, your money, your talent. And you don't take advantage of it. There are departments, service teams here from ushering, music, children's service, youth ministry, all available. And all of that is God's opportunity for you to serve Him. Listen, kingdom service is business. <laughs> My brother, my sister, in the words of Jesus, Luke 9 4, hmm, I must work the work of him that sent me what? While it is day. It is what? The night comes when no man can what? Can walk. There's coming a night for everybody. And I pray yours is 120, like my own too, by God's grace, to the Lord's area. But even at that, it's short. What am I saying? Don't waste your years. Serve God with your time. Now it's, it's, it's harassment. Come to church on Wednesday. Yeah, God, no, no, no. Tuesday, ah. The dead can't worship God. <laughs> By the time people die, they don't have medical service to attend to get again. You'll be, you wish you can come back to go to that medical service. You're gone. Do it now. You struggle over time and offer it. And should I, should I not? Almost, once you're alive, serve him. Why? It is how you convert earthly treasure to heavenly treasure. Service. In the words of Jesus Christ. Luke 2, 49. Don't you know, I must be about my father's business. Kingdom service is business. It's business. Engage in serving him with your time, with your treasure, and your talents. Why? The night comes where no man can work. <laughs> the same preacher says in Ecclesiastes 12.1, he said this, serve the Lord in your youth and with your youth. Alright? Because the days come when I'm paraphrasing now, the days will be evil. That means you will not have pleasantness about life anymore. That means older, older age. So young man, in your 20, you're still using your energy for all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Channel it properly to serve the Lord. 30, 40, 50, 60. Channel it properly. Because when the night comes, your eyes begin to grow dim gradually. You lose pleasure about what to eat, what to drink. You wish, I wish, I did. It, no, now is the time. So you have not have regrets tomorrow. Joy in the spirit. Father, thank you. Some weeks ago, we taught a series here on kingdom service. Will you go back and hear them over and over again? Hear them over and over. And challenge yourself that you can't waste your years. You can't waste your years. You can't waste your years. I close with this thought in mind, beloved. Hmm. 
<laughs> there is a difference between, listen carefully, being able and being faithful. Or let me paraphrase. There is a difference between being good and being faithful. Matthew 25, Jesus addressed two categories of people. He said, Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your father. If it's good and, it means they are different. Two plus two is four. So you can be good and you can be faithful. But you can also be good and faithful. So the point is, when you're born again, in the eyes of God, you are righteous. You're good. Huh? But there's no guarantee that you being good will be, make you faithful. So there are good people in church who are not faithful. They don't show up on Wednesday church. Wednesday service. Tuesday, they don't come to prayer. They struggle to give, to push the kingdom. It may be good. Have a bad, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But by every means, not faithful. There is a reward for those who are good and faithful. We can't fool God though. It's garbage in, garbage out. Giggle. What you give is what you get. You can't fool God. It's not Kalu Kalu God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Some things are not working because you've not made it, you, you have not made it to work. You've not given what it takes to see a result. You only wish you get something for nothing. It doesn't work that way. Luke 38. I'm giving you a Bible like, like a, a parrot. Give. It shall be what? Give it unto you. What? Good measure. How? Press down. How? Check it together. How? Run over. So you're giving proof. It, it, it stirs up harvest. So you can see if you don't give, you don't get. That's Bible. There are those in church all over the nations. They are trying to get from the Lord what they're not giving to Him by way of love, service, commitment. You know they work like that too. God has no favorite children. We're equally graced in that sense if you're all born again. But not all are equally committed. It was said in a breakfast of bacon and eggs, the chicken was involved. But the pig was committed, died. You ate bacon because the pig died. You ate egg because the chicken laid it and walked away. But the pig died. Some people are committed. Some are involved. So just involved members of I'm just involved. I'm logic, just involved. I just come, I like my pastor, I like the club, I like house of I just I like the church. It's my church. You're only involved. You can't be as blessed as those who are committed. Those who whose life are on the neck. They're gone. The next level blessing is not for the involved, for the committed. You can tell I'm not preaching psychology, philosophy, it's Bible. So you, you see, I'm, I'm saying this thing so that you won't come to the end of this year or next year and say, I'll get what you said. God said, no, God said, did we do? Did we do? Did we do our own part? Rise on your feet. Let's pray. Can you talk to God for one minute? I say, Lord, I thank you for your keeping grace in these 11 months. Go ahead and lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. The Bible declares in Psalm 150, verse 6, Let everything that hath breath, ay, 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 praise ye the Lord. Church, we're about to praise God. Remember, we'll pour our all to Him. With our strength, we'll praise. With our clap, we'll praise. With our mouth, we'll praise. With our gift of love, we'll praise. With all we have within, we'll praise. Ay, ay. Can you ask the Lord to clothe you once again with a garment of gratitude and thanksgiving? Ask Him to forgive you in any area at all. You murmured and complained. Ah, it's too hot. It's too cold. Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I cry personally. Forgive me, Lord. Any area I've complained, forgive me. Ah, hey, get there, get there, get there, get there. You helped us marvelously as a family. Grace to end this year. Thankful, grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. You cause the rain to pour upon the just and the unjust. We're grateful. We're grateful. Before we praise the Lord this morning, eyes closed, head bowed. I want to give the privacy of the moment for as many in this room, online, not born again. You can't enjoy righteousness, peace, and joy 
except you turn your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, man of God, pray with me. Pray for me. Shoot your right hand up to the sky where you are. Let's pray. Say, pray with me. Ah, Kamoskis, wherever you are, keep that hand up. I want to see you back front, middle. You're saying, pray with me. Or you're saying, perhaps, I want to recommit my life. The year is about to end. I want to rededicate my life. Ushers, hands up anywhere. I see that hand at the back. Please put a card in the hand quickly. Hands, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We stand for men. Surely we can stand for Christ the King. Hallelujah. Hands up. All right. Very quickly, wherever you are, keep your right hand up and put your left hand on your chest. The Lord sees you. Let's pray together. Let's join our faith. But for those who are, keep your hands up and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to hear you, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you, Jesus. Forgive me all of my sins. With my heart, I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth, I confess unto salvation. Thank you for saving me. I am blood washed and blood bought. Thank you, Lord, for clothing me now with a garment of praise. I lift my hand and my voice to praise you for all you've done but for who you are in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, if you're glad to be alive, clap those hands. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life. And we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.